It looks like the clock is about to strike midnight on this Cinderella story. It's uh, refreshing, yet uh, displeasing to the eye. Somebody has run out on the field. Some goofball in a hat and a red shirt. Now he takes off the shirt. It's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for him. In the dying seconds! Unbelievable! They wouldn't say die! That just shows that they didn't come to play. They really come to play here at the MCG tonight. Welcome to another edition of They Came to Play, the podcast where we dissect the round of AFL football. And in the absence of Tess Armstrong, we welcome in a different Tess every week. Hello, Hello. Danny McGinley. G'day, Limo. Yes, I'm sorry. Yes, I can't see you from all the way up to the top of the ladder. Oh, oh it's nice yeah, up here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still there. Righto, mate. Well, right. I can't see you from all the way. I don't even know where we are. I've got to look it up now. Man, I'm so I've annoyed got, Geelong I, didn't win because Richmond would have been ninth. I used to stare at the ladder for days. <laughs> and I haven't looked at it for weeks. Uh, where are we? Oh, we're 17th. We're second bottom. All right. That is a number two draft pick right there. <laughs> uh, let's welcome our Tess Armstrong in for today. Uh, one of Australia's funniest, most loved comedians, uh, Dave Thornton. Hello, mate. G'day, mate. <laughs> now, I could celebrate your, uh, Danny, you guys being on top, but that Let's wouldn't be as much fun as giving Limo shit. <laughs> because uh, when I went to the oh. pub with Limo a couple of rounds ago when you were playing Essendon, yeah. watching yes. the entire roller coaster ride, where at the start of the game he goes, we're playing for draft picks this year, playing for draft picks. <laughs> like he, he hedged his bet. Yeah. And, then, and then when it was a really close game, you could see, you were like, no, oh, no, I do want to win, I do. I really do. <laughs> Mate, I'll tell you, at halftime of that game, because we would way we would I think might have been six goals down at halftime. Yeah, Lemo's checking tack cup squads, just going. All right, yeah. we'll have one of him, one so of him, true. one of him. I'd written this whole season off. Two quarters into the season, I'd written the whole thing off. Yeah, yeah, draft picks, and then it turns out you do want your team to win. When, you yeah. watch, when you're watching the game When push comes to shove It was like a scene in a rom-com Where it's like Does anyone have a reason Why these two should not be married Yes <laughs> yeah. I want to win <laughs> Oh man And it was Essendon as well Which made him But how Wasn't the atmosphere great at the pub It was really good I'm loving that So there, I watched Hawthorne Essendon with you Thorno And then we watched Brisbane Collingwood Collingwood Which is unbelievable Oh you were there as well For Brisbane Collingwood Yes I wanted to bring this up Because I'm sure you talked about it Last round But we were all saying The greatest game That none of us had any skin Yes (laughs) (laughs) It was euphoric We spent the next half an hour (laughs) Hugging each other Oh I was just so excited It was really peak joy And But I was in I'm normally Really aware when I'm in a pub, I'm generally very aware of the entire population of the pub. Yeah. But when I'm in that sort of mood, I'm only aware of my complete inner circle. <laughs> so I'd love to know what is that why you elbowed that waitress? Yeah. <laughs> I'd love to know what types of looks we were getting from around the pub because we were being very loud. Well, what surprises is obviously Collingwood lost, so huzzah. Yeah. <laughs> for everyone. Yeah. But then as you and A.D. Brown, a good mate of ours who's a TV producer, a very yeah. talented guy, and you guys know the Brisbane theme song. <laughs> so I was between you two as you started belting it out and I was like, that's a real surprise. It was like we were just at a fist fight and you pulled out a machete and I didn't realise you were loaded. <laughs> oh, yeah, we were ready to roll. Yeah, they were going, they were going the full uh, La Marseille and uh, I was trying to sing the Bears song. I was trying to go old school. <laughs> what? Oh. You get when you come out to play. Dare to beat the bear. Guys, <laughs> that's what you give a turn up to Carrara. That's yeah. what happens, yeah. <laughs> Actually, speaking of songs, yeah. did you guys see the uh, story this week about the Carlton song being racist? Yes. Yes, I. Well, I didn't see it. I heard uh, it being discussed on radio this morning. So, is it the case that the song it's based on, yes. the lyrics. The to that song, but they've just used the tune. They've used the tune. The lyrics aren't... The actual song is a love song, but it's a black minstrel song which uses the N-word and the C-word. Right. And it's always done by white people with a sort of dumb voice, so they sound stupider. Uh, yes, but it's right. actually yeah, a beautiful yeah, yeah. love song. And Bing Crosby covered it and changed all the lyrics and made it nice again. I, I right. do want to point out too, when you say the C-word, you mean what the old cheese used to be called, yes. not the actual... Because that'd be strange yes. in the mid-19th no. mid century someone would drop a real C-bomb. <laughs> Was not expecting that. Yeah. Right, so, so he's very blunt and then what happens? Oh, no, this shouldn't be there. <laughs> You're right. But... 
Because I, I saw that yesterday on the news and was like, it's a, like it's a melody, which is a tough one because you're like, well, I'm sure if there was Nazi propaganda songs, you'd go, let's not repeat that melody ever yes. again. Yeah. However, yeah. I think it's actually been nice because you've taken, because none of us n- knew nah. that was the origins of it, mm. where you're like, you've actually taken it away, usurped some would say, and then- to a song now, it's got no connections to it. So you've actually cleaned up the palette. You've actually you've made it a song that is not racist at all and glorifies sport and made people enjoy that theme tune rather than it being associated with hatred. Do you enjoy it? Do you enjoy it? The the rarely heard theme tune. <laughs> but, they, <laughs> but they have tied it. It feels like their alternative B side. <laughs> <laughs> what? They, they have tied it up, but I mean, it's ridiculous, though, isn't it? Well, I don't know. Kind of- let's be very aware. This is three white guys discussing what's yeah, racist. Sure. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. so true. Um, but here's, uh, here's my: how many people over the years? And I know this isn't the defining argument here, but how many people have been offended by it? Yeah, I don't know. Like, who knew? I, did, I mean, I mean, did you know? Did you know before? No, I didn't this know. Story? But I did a deep dive on all the songs. Oh, right. So and I've found, I've looked at all the songs that are based on other songs. I mean, GWS, Gold Coast and West Coast are all originals. Yes. <laughs> Unfortunately yeah. for West Coast. Unfortunately for West Coast. <laughs> one of the worst. Yeah. Birds of Tokyo tried to polish that turd, but they could not. <laughs> but even, the West Coast song is so bad that the players have now put in a two-minute preamble have to they? make it mildly interesting. <laughs> but, you know, they do all that chat beforehand before they see. start singing the song. Do they? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a lengthy what, preamble. What, what are they, just a glorified Perth and everything it has to offer? <laughs> they kind of... Cottesloe, like, Dome Cafes. Remember all the good things we got, guys? Yeah, yeah, yeah. listen to this shit, too. Yeah, mining industry. <laughs> <laughs> Alabon in the 80s. We've got it all. <laughs> Three-hour time difference. We're killing it, guys. Here we go. Damn, damn. Chicken treat. <laughs> um, so um, I found two songs that aren't problematic. Okay. If you go, if we go to all of them, I mean, uh, uh, Dave Thornton is a big Geelong fan. Yeah. Bass, uh, your song is Carmen, uh, Tori Adora, oh, so which I, is a song uh, about a bullfighter saluting the crowd, but that's bullfighting. That's, yeah, that's a bit rough. That's, yeah, you're that's right. That's animal you cruelty. Yeah, you, you can't celebrate. So that's Geelong is celebrating animal cruelty. That's right. I knew there was, yeah, I knew there was something going uh, on. Hawthorne, no good either. Um, <laughs> Hawthorne. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yes. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Well, Hawthorne, no good either. Yours well, is. Uh, he wasn't talking about the song. <laughs> <laughs> just. General comment. <laughs> yeah, we could just keep going that at any point throughout. Yeah. Oh, by the way, Hawthorne, no good. Uh, so uh, you, yours is uh, the Yankee Doodle Boy or something like that. Uh, right, yes. It's from a musical, a Broadway musical uh, called Little Johnny Jones, which is about a jockey who goes from America to Britain to compete in the Grand National or, or okay, something yeah. big. Sure. So that, but that's a jockey. Again, animal cruelty. So Easter oh, Monday oh, is oh. just the animal cruelty derby. Hang on a sec. You can't conflate. Jockeys with what his lot bullfighting, bullfighting. Well, I don't know. There's the same amount of deaths in a World Cup. <laughs> uh, sorry, a Melbourne Cup and uh, and a bullfighting. Well, the bull, but they but the aim of it is to kill the bull at the end, isn't it? That's <laughs> but, in, but in fairness, we use like we eat steak. What do we do with the horses? Like it's actually it works in the circle of life. <laughs> She's a good lost debate. A lot of people. We've <laughs> lost a lot of people debate. in the last five minutes. So they, are they the only two that are problematic? Absolutely not. No, they're all problematic except for oh. two. I'll tell you the ones that aren't okay. problematic. And one are uh, the Swans because they uh, they just use the Notre Dame fight song. So they've stolen it from oh, that right. famous yes. college. Yep. And the other one, uh, Bombers, they're okay because theirs is uh, based on an old TV show uh, called Sunny Side Up, which was keep the sunny side up. Uh, oh, yeah, keep right. Smile and I mean, and that, as it turns out, is the best news Essendon have had for years. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, however, their actual name is problematic. Yes, yes. So they're a fighting jet engine that wants to drop bombs on people. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> which keeps the sunny side up. It just keeps sure. you happy while you're bombing things. Uh, so I, I can go through them all. Uh, the Bulldogs song is uh, based on a thing called Sons of the Sea, which is celebrating naval colonialism. So no good there. Oh, right. Uh-huh. So hang on. So that sounds something like invasion of yeah, yeah other countries lands. and settlement and yep. other lands. And possibly, I mean, depending on how, I mean, it's an old song. It's a lot of uh, bobbing up and down like this. I don't know if that's about, you know, what they got up to on the boats. Maybe, uh-huh. you know, some sailors just having a good time together, all the boys. Right. Uh, some okay. would say some happy seamen. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> nice work. Uh, Why gets paid the big bucks? <laughs> that's a very Limo review. Nice one. Good gear. <laughs> good gear. <laughs> <laughs> Tiger songs about uh, another little Johnny Jones, by the way. So it could be the same jockey. Uh, yeah. Row, row, row was the thing, but it's about premarital sex. Sorry, whose song, who song? This is Richmond. This is Richmond. Yeah. Which is 
widely regarded as the best of the uh, of nah, the songs. No way, Giants is better. Big big sound beats. Giants is good. It's really yeah, good. I'll, I'll give you that. But I still there's something about the joy of singing the yellow and black. Yeah, never surrender. It takes Richmond to another level. You're off your head. Uh, so what do we got? Demons. That's the American patriotism, grand old flag. That's about uh, going yeah, to war. Yeah. That's no good. Magpies. Goodbye, Dolly Gray was their song. I mean, you know, good old Collingwood was yeah. based on Goodbye, Dolly Gray. That's an anthem of the Second Boer War, where 26,000 women and children were locked up in concentration camps. Get out of here, Collingwood. Right, okay, Ooh. yeah, that sounds... Oh, this Brisbane Lions, French National Anthem. That includes the line, if you translate it into English, let's march that their impure blood should water our fields. <laughs> right. right, and the problem is... <laughs> <laughs> it's not in French. Yeah, right. Uh, the Kangas is about alcoholism, a wee jock and Doris. A wee jock and Doris. Uh, that, that means having a shot of whiskey. Oh, yeah, right, door. okay. Yep. Uh, St Kilda's song, When the Saints Go Marching In, that's celebrating the apocalypse. We all die. That's no good. Uh, oh, uh, Adelaide, they've got the, uh, the, mar- the hymn of the US Marines. That's, again, celebrating militarism and yeah. uh, invasion. Frio. Okay, yeah, give us Frio. Last one, Frio. Yeah. That is based on an old opera thing. It's the Song of the Volga Boatman. Now, I looked up what the Volga Boatman were. The Volga is a river in Russia, and they would just get homeless guys and pay them like, you know, five cents each to yeah. pull the boats up the river instead of tugboats. Instead of tugboats. Yeah. So- you know, so it's oppression and uh, uh, exploitation in there. <laughs> right. I think what we've learned from this is there should be no more deep dives into the backstories of <laughs> club songs. Anything, <laughs> anything really. <laughs> In fact, no more deep dives into anything. Oh, well, I'm out of a job. <laughs> <laughs> can't we just? Can't we just move on? <laughs> so will that be? So. I imagine someone is doing deep dives into all those songs now that the Carlton stories come up. Well, well, me, yeah, I just did that. That was that was about no, that was someone, a tramp trip on Saturday. You're not going to make trouble out of it. There'll be people doing it to make to cause to cause issues. Well, you know, I was just making content, isn't that? And then, yeah, but some there people are going to get really grumpy about well, it. Well, hopefully, they? someone does it and then they quote our podcast. Oh, there we and, go. You know, suddenly, suddenly we're like the cane <laughs> corn. <It's laughs> yes. every, every time your team loses, you're like very progressive. Good stuff. <laughs> yeah. Stopped all that hate speech being played at the end of the game. Good work. <laughs> they play it before the game. They sing it arm in arm. Afterwards, just if the players knew Ugh. what they were celebrating. They say it's their favourite part of the week. This is, let's shut the whole league down. <laughs> it is disgraceful. Let's bring it in. That's the new They Came to Play. That, that's our new project, put an end to club songs. <laughs> all right, not not just liquidate the <laughs> no, AFL. End all of them. End all football. <laughs> um, now, let's uh, – uh, good work. So, Dan, let's celebrate again, Let's celebrate one of the good songs, the Swans. They won on, uh, on Thursday. Uh, they did indeed. And I've got to say, uh, what a ripping game, just by the way. It was awesome. I think Buddy played like – so, at, at Auskick – uh, you, Limo, start an Auskick next month with his yes. boy. Uh, your kids I playing heard any Auskick? No option. That's what I heard. He, absolutely no option. He currently does karate at that time, which he loves. Unfortunately, karate's ending soon because <laughs> he's starting Auskick. Yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, so what they do uh, the final Auskick uh, of the year, definitely at the one I go to. There's a game of uh, dads versus kids. Or, or p- parents versus kids. Sorry, I'm being sexist there. But uh, it was, you know, 80% dads and a few mums. But uh, so what happens is uh, you let the kids win. I got told that after I'd already put on two goals in the first 30 seconds. I got called aside by the club president just going, you know, we're supposed to. I went, oh, okay. Yeah. And I will admit. Guys, they're only up to my knee. Of course I take them high. Yeah. <laughs> that's how it works. I mean, that's, that's really their fault. Look at all these Joel Selwoods just ducking. It's on them. <laughs> So I took it. Um, so, but yeah, and then we all play, and you know, you, you drop a few marks so the kids can get the goals and build the confidence. But there are a few moments where the dads just go like, "No, I'm, I'm taking a specky here," <laughs> just, or you know, "I'm going to, I'm going to th- throw it on the boot and score a goal from sixty out." Yeah. I'm still top dog. Just for that, yeah, yeah. And I reckon Buddy played like that. It looked like he was holding back, holding back, and then yeah. occasionally just like go, "Right, I'm doing this," <laughs> bang, <laughs> and he'd score score an amazing goal. Yeah, he is. Uh, he is a freak. There's no doubt about that. It was a twenty five point margin at one point. Yeah, to, uh, to the Bombers. Yeah. It was amazing. In this game, brilliant comeback. Uh, Jeez, in those last two minutes when I saw – I swear they would have been holding the ball. The Ruckman, Sydney's – Yes, he took it out of the boundary throw-in. Yeah. But that's, they changed that rule in 2018. 
Yeah, I didn't know that either. I was screaming in Hang the pub. On, so you go get holding the ball for taking the ball out of the ruck anymore. It's not a prior opportunity. They decided that three years ago. Because geez, it looks like it. Like he grabs Absolutely. it. And he's got all the time in the world, and yep. then the other like Essendon grabs him, slams him down, and you're like, he had so yeah. much time. And yeah, like, nah. It's I, weird. The, the free kicks were twenty nine to sixteen in favour of the Swans. Twenty nine. Yeah. That's and and that, that was a theme across the week. Um, you look at the Tigers' power; their free kicks were twenty-two to twelve in favour of Port. Hawthorne got gypped as well. <laughs> Bulldogs no. were thirty to sixteen. So yeah, there's Ian. Let's. I'm just going to check in, in our game. The umpires just thought well, throwing everything. Give them replays. So, no, that's a that's a fair handball. Geelong, Melbourne. There have been a lot of throws in the competition this year, mm. so maybe the umpires are on high alert now. And are starting to pay throws that perhaps aren't throws. I mean, it's tough for them because a lot of the times it is just flick, you know, just getting it out. And it was a wet day yesterday, yeah. Melbourne Geelong, so I could see yeah. it. But oh, the, re- the rest of the free kick counts were all close. Just doing the, the checks there. Uh, so. Hawthorne Freo, sixteen nineteen. Uh, yeah, in Freo's favour. Well, sure, but yeah. you know, you're only three behind and you lost by 15 <laughs> points. Oh, no, that would have been three goals, obviously. Yeah, Hawthorne shouldn't <laughs> yeah, have been so goals. terrible. We should have won. They were all that free the kicks difference. that weren't there in the goal square. <laughs> wouldn't it um, be great if you could look up not calls as a stat uh, on afl.com.au? How many not calls? Yeah. Oh, how many free kicks that weren't given yeah. that should have been given? The not calls. Oh. <laughs> but who's running that? <laughs> Me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Very annoyed at people who lost that round. Oh, I'll take it from here. <laughs> uh, anyway, the bloody Swans, I've made. Oh, no, You've got to say now, the, sw- the Swans are going to play finals footy. Oh, he's Unde- called it. Undefeated. After four weeks. After four weeks. Yeah. Well, they're equal top. They are equal top. They're not uh, – the percentage isn't as good, probably because they haven't played the Kangas yet. But uh, <laughs> they're good. No, as, as I predicted, Sydney uh, undefeated after four rounds. I think we all saw oh, that. Oh, everyone saw that. Yeah. Well, I predicted Melbourne would be undefeated after yeah. four rounds. Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember when I predicted that. Pretty I sure. also predicted Hawthorne coming second last, <laughs> which was awesome. <laughs> you know, I saw a thing yesterday on that game. Nathan Jones has played the most amount of games without his team ever being on top of the ladder. Oh, really? Like, not oh. once. <laughs> not like <laughs> – just, just to one see them at the oh, top looking oh. down. All right, two hundred ninety-eight games, and I think Robbie Flower doesn't, who's also a Melbourne legend, holds the record for most games without a final. Is that right? Oh, it could be. No, okay. he made a fair amount of finals. Sure, he did at the end, towards the end of his career. Ah, but I think it was the most games played by anyone before your first. Someone will be able to tell us that. Final. Oh. Che- tell, let us know on the socials who played the longest without yeah. finals. We don't have time to tweet Swamp. Yeah, no, no. So, uh, so let us know. Anyway, uh, good footy though. So then on Friday night, uh, Port Richmond just uh, – now I was at a gig at the Comedy Festival, so I was just getting updates on my phone yeah. uh, of this game and I was with Adam Rosenbachs, a friend of the show, and uh, host of Junk Time, another AFL podcast. They do live shows, Junk Time. Oh, so do we, by the so way. We should we, plug oh, that. Actually, we should plug that That's now. That's in two weeks. In two weeks. <laughs> oh, in less than two weeks. Uh, uh, it'll be Anzac Day. We'll watch the Anzac Day clash. and uh, At the Comics Lounge, North Melbourne, Sunday afternoon. Uh, Dave, do you want to come along? We're just going to be heckling the footy. Yeah, I'll, I'll scoot on. I just like the surprise in both of your voices. It imbues me with confidence. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, there's something happening. I will admit, we better promo that. We have timed this very badly because we've both just been focused on comedy festival (laughs) and school holidays are on. So look, there's a few tickets sold, but there's there's plenty of room, folks. There's plenty of room. Come along, have some fun. It's uh, there's going to be we'll have we'll have a few. Yeah, good, very good guests there on the day. Confirmation of those guests for you next week. Yes, uh, on the pod. Um, but yeah, get along. Where do they get tickets? Uh, there's on our socials. There's a try booking link. There uh, you go. Yep. Uh, or you know, yeah, yeah. Just we'll do that. Uh, get in there. So we were. So Rosie and I were just getting the updates on our phones, and just the joy when we saw that Port had beaten Richmond. It just made us so unreasonably happy. It was ridiculous, mate. That was like that was two close games straight yeah. out of the gates. It was a good round. It really and you know what, footy's footy's been really good this year. I'm really enjoying watching it. It's just the ball's moving around the ground a lot more. I mean, having that gone, you know, the man on the mark and he can't move. Yeah, and you can see the frustration in the player. Like, <laughs> oh Jesus! But. It does open it up. It does. Freedom it, of ball It basically movement. takes a player I'm out. seeing some the joy point. in some players' eyes, though, in the last quarter when they're just so leggy and they're tired. It's like, stand. It's like, oh, do I have to? Go okay, fine. Great. <laughs> can, I, can I sit? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> can I have a lie down? Yeah. Is that fine? <laughs> it's a new rule. You have to lie down on the mark. 
Oi, the umpire told me I had to have a nap, so I don't know, mate. Take it up with him. So you know how four years ago or five years ago, like Richmond were an absolute punchline and, God, it was brilliant. And now we've seen them, you know, go to powerhouse and, you know, we're just seeing things that we have never seen in our football watching lives. The final piece of the puzzle happened this weekend. Richmond are now two and two and we are seeing their fans not panic. That uh, is yeah, the yeah. final piece <laughs> of the journey. The circle is complete. Uh, yeah. They are now officially a juggernaut. They're like, ah, we'll come good. Yeah, they're like, yeah, whatever. Uh, that is so un-Richmondy. Well, last year they were, I think they were, weren't they 14th on the ladder at the end of June last year or something? Or Not June, but, oh, wait, because that was round two. So, yes. That was, I reckon after four rounds or five rounds, they were 14th on the ladder. Could have been. Last year. Yeah, but they, that's what they do. They give you false hope. Remember the Hawks would always drop a few? Oh, yeah. the around 13 me. to 15. And you go, yeah, we got this. And then just come charge. And then just Mate, Castagna almost had it for him. You see the fresh air kick in the goal square? It was yeah. just sitting there and all he just had to do was yeah. put his toe onto it and fresh aired it right at the end. I was like, oh. I've got, I've got some other controversy for you. You know uh, how uh, Port Adelaide have the greatest pre-match entertainment of uh, Never Terrace Apart? Yes, yep. Not original. There Don't. is an Australian club that has oh. been doing that. I thought you were going to tell me it's an in excess song. It's an in excess song. Can you believe it? It's an in excess song, guys. I don't know if you've heard of these people, but they are very popular. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, Newcastle Jets in the A League have been doing Never Tear Us Apart since 2008. Is that right? Yeah. I was very, because I was watching Melbourne Victory versus Newcastle Jets just uh, in between uh, footy mm. games, and they, they had the Never Terrace Apart, and there I go, oh, bloody Newcastle Jets had copied Port. That's terrible. Look at that, Hound. I'll just confirm that. Did a bit of research. Port copied Newcastle. Oh, really? Well, How brutal is it to think that Never Terrace Apart? No one wanted to. We don't even know that you're doing it. <laughs> We've never even thought about you. You can stay here for all you want. No, no, no. No, we're staying. Yep, we're fine with it. We don't care. Can you guys hear anything? There's one Central Coast Mariner going, oh, I could do it. No, no one cares. Nah. Well, I mean, at the very least, because in excess, I wouldn't say, well, Newcastle might be a long bow, but I know they were Sydney-based. So at yeah. the very least, you kind of, because Port Adelaide, go, I don't know, in excess ever to it. To Port Adelaide guys, <laughs> and I think I think they played Memorial Drive in the late eighties. So that's the, <laughs> the one connection. Yeah, that is weird considering Cold Chisel are like the greatest Adelaide band. You'd think yeah. you'd use a Chisel song. It's so true. Uh, yeah, yeah, Chisel would be the best. And Frio should use Akadaka. Uh, oh yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, um, Geelong uses some of the songs by Daryl Summers, which is good. <laughs> they use a drum solo from Daryl Summers, yeah. and then Dennis Walter comes in and closes out. <laughs> <laughs> what a good! I'm trying to think of other famous Geelong fans. Who else is there? Well, it's bands bands from oh, Geelong. Mark, Mark Mark Wilson from Jet. Yes, he's Geelong. a huge fan. There we Bass go. Bass from Jet. Who yeah. got to play at the 2007 Grand Final? Yes, that's right. He had to play the song, then walk off and go, "You beauty." Let's and go. wore his jumper, that's I believe, great. while he played. Yep, that's true. Yes. Um, I all I know, I don't know if she's a Geelong supporter, but Christy Amphlett, because she went to my high school from the Divinals. Oh, right. Okay. okay. Yeah, so. She would be. Sure. Everyone was. Yeah. What, what was the percentage of Cats fans at your school? No, there was still some outliers, mainly Essendon, because of the mid-80s when I was growing up. Yeah. Because they're back-to-back. There was a lot of kids about oh, – because, you know, right. I reckon four fives when yeah, yeah. kids go, I reckon yeah. that's my team. Yeah. And so I was the, about a year younger than you, so everyone was Hawthorne at my school. Yeah, there's a bit of that. But then I know because Newtown, who are pretty good side, suburban side, um, mates play for them as well, and they got the Bombers. Oh, there we go. So – Bombers. So there's a, I know, a decent amount of bomber supporters, but yeah, it'd still be 85, 90% yeah. die on the wall. Geelong. See, that's, that's right. you. That's uh, you. Uh, Prince Charles, Geelong. Went to Geelong Grammar. <laughs> Went to Timbertop. Yeah, so yeah. That is so <laughs> true. Tops. I, think, I, think he's, I think he's wearing the Guernsey at his dad's funeral. <laughs> <laughs> Drapes it across the coffin. <laughs> Jesus. He's a oh. brutal. He's a Burnley <laughs> fan in the, in the EPL. Weirdly, Prince Charles goes for Burnley, which is a really why does he go for Burnley? I don't know. He's just like I, I remember looking it up. I know the Queen goes for Arsenal. So does Harry. The, the Queen uh, goes for Arsenal. It was so funny. Remember that story about Osama bin Laden barracking for Arsenal? He does go for Arsenal. So does uh, Barack he, Obama. They could have bonded he, over that. He'd been to, but the, what was really hilarious is after nine eleven, Arsenal officially banned him from ever attending <laughs> Highbury. <laughs> Osama Bin Laden's true story. <laughs> yeah, but I bet he's welcome what? at the Emirates Stadium. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think he's turning up now, guys. 
uh, the most wanted man in the world I mean, isn't just going to wander into a, they into are, a Premier League game. And he's they dead. are called the Gunners. He's like, I yes. get it. I get it. I so, absolutely get it. Oh, you know that Bin Laden would have gone for the Bombers. Yeah. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> who, who knew this podcast would end up with us assigning sports teams to Osama Bin Laden? <laughs> Hey, who would ISIS go for? All oh, right, that's enough. That's enough. <laughs> don't think, don't think he goes for any of the New York teams. <laughs> New too York far? Jets. Too far. New York okay. Jets. New York Jets. Oh. <laughs> so Bulldogs v Lions next. Jeez, uh, Mitch uh, Robinson. He was he was wanting to start fights, and he was. He was belting players left, right, and centre. I would have loved to watch that if it wasn't against my team. I was just genuinely there. He's going, ah, good on you, Mitch. No, that's right. You just punched one of my players. Uh, oh nuts. Uh, the Lions were pretty fired up, weren't they? Yeah. But yeah, what we're doing brilliantly, the Bulldogs, is we're playing games in Ballarat, and we're always playing Queensland teams. It's all we played yeah. Port the first time, and they kicked our ass. So we've gone, all right, Gold Coast Lions. That's all we're doing, and oh, it's like great. three degrees. Yeah, they cannot fat. They've got hypothermia by quarter time, and we just go boop, yeah. boop, boop, and we win. Yeah, they're like, when when can we become a green zone? I do not want to be here. Can we just go back to playing back yeah, in Queensland? Yeah. It's a pretty, it's a very good suburban oval. Yeah, and you can hear. Um, I love that you can hear members of the crowd at times. If there's a break in oh, yeah. commentary, he's taking his head off. <laughs> I thought it was a really nice setup, and it's got the now. Is it like Lords, where they've got the screen on the oval? Because I noticed at one end they do have a big TV screen, which is hilarious. <laughs> like at a suburban oval, like <laughs> it's all the way over there. Can you put up a screen? I can't see oh, all over there. See that. It's Ballarat. They got this massive screen. <laughs> Did they the have replays cars par- and things? Did they have cars parked around the ground? Yeah, we all had to be. Tooting the horn for do that. Yeah, yeah. No, it was chocolate. Block. I've, I've still not been. I've, just as a comedy festival was on, I wasn't able to, to go along. But all of my mates say it, it is one of the best days out. Looks oh, like it. Like yeah. It's got the little hills, you know, the old school hills. You can just stand there, probably have a couple of cans. Full strength tennis. Oh, I, I love the idea of a suburban, strength. just the suburban ground. It's great. Yeah. It's a suburban vibe. How many does it hold when it's sold out? I don't know. I think because it was regional, they were allowed 100%. So Limo's going to look that up. I'll tell you in just one second. You look well, that up. No, some nice stands and things. Like, they've really put effort into it. Yeah. It's really good. We've been saying for ages on this podcast, Thorno, that there should be one round every, like, five years, which is called uh, Proper Retro Round, and it's all played on the suburban grounds. Yeah. And, you know, you have to be, like, over 18 to get in. Just you sign an indemnity clause, so if the stand collapses, you don't get in. But, and this is the thing, they confiscate your phone. When you walk in, so you can only listen to other results on your AM radio. Oh yeah, but you can bring in as much beer as you want, and uh, you get the horse racing results on the tannoy. So yeah. good! I remember seeing a documentary about the evolution of Australian cricket, like when it became quote unquote kind of professional and through the seventies. Yeah, where the players were like, "Do we get any of this money? No, no, you're doing it for uh, to represent your country. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are turning up in Rolls Royces. No, no, you're good." And they said in the Adelaide Oval, sometime in the seventies, where they finally went, "Right, that is it. Just one slab." Per man. This is getting ridiculous. <laughs> I remember there was outrage at Bathurst a few years back because it was one slab per person per day. <laughs> and then people started burying slabs on the hill weeks in advance so they could do, like, do a little treasure maps and digging them up. Oh, so good. Oh, no. Oh, no. I, I, Only I, a slab a day. I dug up mid-strength. This is fool's gold. Oh, 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 then I'll drive, I guess. What's the point? <laughs> What is the point? Mate, that would be – that'd be fantastic, doing that retro round. Yeah, let's get onto it. I mean, up for we it. need a lot of insurance behind it, but come on, AFL. But, you know, I, I, I like how the Western Bulldogs have done that because I always thought Geelong was a bit of the regional Western Victoria team because a lot of – you've got a Colac, a lot of Geelong supporters, down yeah. at Warrnambool, a lot of Geelong supporters. And I was like, we really should be doing that, Geelong, I feel. But they're so – they're never going to give up a game that is allocated to GMHBA. Oh, no. So I can understand what they do, but I like it that the Western Bulldogs do a bit of that gear. This is what they want to do, yeah. They want to take up the entire Western of Victoria to uh, to to be our. So you know, we might be playing a game in Mildura soon. Oh, <laughs> Sunraysia country! It, I remember doing uh, talking to Charlie Clawson on Two Guys One Cup, and we um, don't talk about that. Okay, <laughs> it's a good pod. How it went. No, it's a great pod. But he said that he said if Geelong didn't exist, who would you go for? And I said, well, the Western Bulldogs, because geographically they're close to us. And he kind of laughed. And I said, yeah, but I guess when you grow up in Melbourne, you have that maybe animosity, or you can just pick another team. You know, it's not unusual for guys who live in the eastern suburbs who are going for Essendon yeah. or North or something. But like for Geelong, you're like, well, I just only knew I grew up here, so this is the option. So then I'm 
just go for the one that's closest to yes. us, which is the Western Bulldogs. <laughs> that 98% of the school went for. Oh, right. You'd be, yeah, you'd go yeah do you know what I mean? Like, you just, uh, geography is the only point of reference I have for barracking for a team. Yeah, see, whereas Lemo goes for the Hawks because his local team had the colours. Yeah. <laughs> and so it was as simple as that. But if the Hawks didn't exist, you'd be Adelaide? Surely. Uh, where I grew up in South Australia, there was a really strong – people followed the VFL more than the SNFL. Were you near the border? Weird. Yeah. Right. Um, so I probably would have had another Victorian team, but let's say my Victorian team was, I don't know, <clears throat> St Kilda. Mm. I'd probably back for the Crows. Yeah, because you'd, you'd just had like back-to-back premierships. Yeah. And seven grand finals We hadn't in a row. missed the grand final in – Eight years. Yeah. When the Crows joined the competition. So And Lemo is nothing but a glory hunter. It so. was hard to jump ship. <laughs> and we won the flag the year they joined the comp as well. Uh, 11,000 is the capacity. Uh, 11,000. All right. Yeah. At the Let's all go there. At, uh, oh, at Mars Stadium. Yes. Um, so shall we move on to our – anything else to report from that game, Danny McGinnis? Uh, let's just check the ladder. Yes, still on top. It's all yeah, it's still, uh, it's still I was going to say, <laughs> shout out to Barley Smith. That's a great – Haircut. Oh, yeah. It's, no, a bloody it's, gr- it's a very nice mullet. There's been some rude haircuts this yeah. year, but that's that's not a bad one. There's a lot of other players yeah. I'm not happy with. <laughs> his is great. His is Danny Southern-esque and kind of arcs back to your history, Danny. And the moustache is there as well. He's got the, the dirty moustache that, that young AFL players seem to love. So They love a, d- a dirty tash and the long hair. Which there's, is, but there's, I've never seen such a range of looks, though, with the haircut. Yeah. Like, I reckon you go back 10 years, every AFL player had the same haircut. That's right, yeah. And now then a couple of mullets snuck in, and now there's just, there's like... Whatever you want. Primary school art projects happening on <laughs> players' heads. <laughs> Some really Man, weird looks. What's a wind guard for you? I'm like, geez, that's a high haircut. Like, how do you keep that going, that volume, that, <laughs> that, <Yeah>. that height? <laughs> He's got a lot, of, uh, a lot of product in that one, I suspect. Yeah, uh, let's uh, go S- on to the next game. St Kilda versus West Coast. I tipped this. I knew the Saints would win because they are young and inconsistent. And they'd played terribly oh. the week before. So it was time for them to come back. They will absolutely get thumped next week, whoever they're playing. What was the margin there at one point? It was 30, 32 points. Playing the was tips. the margin in the third quarter, halfway through the third quarter. Yeah. And then they just kicked the next eight goals. It Unbelievable. Was, yeah, they look good. Uh, friend of the show, Paul Collegia, who's a Saints <laughs> fan, and has followed them for many, many years and finds it difficult because they're – Disappointing for their fans. When they got to that point in the third quarter, he had to go for a walk. He was that furious with how shit they were. (laughs) Um, And then he got home from his walk after the game had finished and went, we won? What? So he's got a magic walk. He's now going to have to do that walking route (laughs) every time they're behind. Because Thorno, you know, uh, Danny's got a magic shower. Yeah, it hasn't worked for a while. Which might sound creepy. And the fact that he's offered it to absolutely him. does. I know. I know you're in a long-term relationship with two kids. You would have a magical shower. <laughs> so what happens is, if the dogs are losing, I get in that shower. I come out. We're winning, and it works for other teams. So I have offered it to listeners for fifty bucks. They can come have a shower at my place. I won't be there. Don't be weird. That hey, is, do you want your team to win or not? That is super creepy. Can they, yeah. zoom, can they zoom into your shower somehow? Can you put a laptop in the shower and let them... Yeah, let's give it a go. Zoom in. Hey, I'm, I'm up for it. Same as cameos. Let's make this happen. I'm doing a couple extra hundred bucks here and there. That could work. Tell you what, that cameo, we do on radio, we do a thing with cameo, we have to guess how much people charge. Uh-huh. There are some very wealthy people who charge not much. Yeah, true. For cameo videos. And Throw the opposite. Out. Um, oh, uh, Jerry Springer, who's got to be worth $50, 60000000 million. Probably, yeah. He was. Jerry Springer. Yeah. He doesn't for like 250 bucks. I'm like, why? I don't even know why you're doing that. See, I, I did a similar thing on uh, Marty Sheargold's show. I'll just give you two people and you try and guess who's the winner. Who's, who charges more? Who charges more? So oh, Chuck yeah. Norris, David Hasselhoff. Who do you reckon? Uh I'm going to say Chuck Norris. I'll, then I'll go. I'll definitely think I'll go with a Hoff because he made a he made a truck ton with Baywatch and things. And yeah. I just reckon oh, I, he I, thinks he's better than that. Actually, I'm, I'm going to Chuck Norris would see himself as a bit of a man of the people as well. So I think Chuck Norris would charge less. You are correct, Hasselhoff. Hasselhoff, Hasselhoff uh, five hundred. Chuck Norris four fifty. Oh, just yeah. right. I mean, see, they're kind of at the higher end though. But even so, Hasselhoff's got to be worth. Millions. Tens of millions. 
Mate, he beat communism. Like, he took down the Berlin Wall. (laughs) (laughs) He single-handedly brought down that wall. Lenin's Lenin's corpse got up and went, no, he makes a good point. (laughs) (laughs) Can I meet Mr. Knight Rider? (laughs) So, um, I'll give you an AFL one. Um, Josh Kennedy from the Eagles or Josh Kennedy from the Swans, who charges more? Uh, I'm going to say Josh... well, you've got a Brownlow medalist and a Coleman medalist there. I'm going to say... Has West Josh Ca- Kennedy won the Coleman medal? No one's won the Brownlow. Who won the Brownlow? Josh Kennedy's won the Brownlow, hasn't he? No. Surely not. No. Should have won the Norm Smith. Hang on, which Josh Kennedy are you talking about? Sydney, <laughs> Sydney Josh Kennedy. He should have won the Norm Smith in 16. He's won a Brownlow. Sydney Josh Kennedy. No, no he hasn't. I don't reckon look he has. Look stuff he has. All right, look it up. Oh, look it up. God, Welcome to another we episode going? of Lemo Google Things. <laughs> Do you know who the most expensive uh, ex-footy players on there? Uh, Thorno? Do you want to have a guess? Uh, ex- most expensive players? Most expensive ex-footy player on Cameo. Uh, look, the person with the most amount of confidence, I'd say Bristles, was his he charge. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> no, he's not on there. He's Dermy, not on there. Dermy, maybe? Dermy's not on there. Oh, okay. Dipper? Thanks. Correct. 220 bucks for Dipper. Oh, that's I the know, highest. I that's know the Warwick highest. Ca- I know Warwick Capper's. Oh, I know what Warwick Capper is. Have a guess, Thorno. What, oh, Warwick, yeah, I reckon I know this. $69. Oh, <laughs> oh yes. Oh, the Wiz is going to change it now. Now, the Wiz is 100 bucks. Uh, who's equal second with uh, Billy Brownless. He'll do it for 100 bucks as well. Unless he's photobombing Jeff Kennett, then he'll do it for free. Yeah, that's true. Um, okay, uh, I, I'm going to go back to your original question. Yeah. I would say West Coast. I'm going to go with West Coast simply because more rabid fans. Sydney fans are a bit like, oh, yeah, AFL, good work. Yeah. But I don't think he's as uh, in high demand. Yeah, and see, normally I would say the Swans won because of the cost of living allowance, but sure, Perth yeah. is just as expensive. Yeah, that's true. So there we go. Have you so found out if he... I have, won? yes. Has and he won a Brownlow? Josh Kennedy has not won a Brownlow. There we go. Why did I think he'd won a bloody Brownlow? Because anything that's not Hawthorne just blends into just not <laughs> my team. <laughs> How many best and fairest has he won at the Swans? Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> God. Uh, let's just leave Limo on his machine. Um, Josh Kennedy, West Coast Eagles, $64. Josh Kennedy, Swans, only 60 Four bucks extra if you want the West Coast one. Four dollars. Imagine 64 bucks for... Yeah. Just a message there. And just going down my rabbit hole, this is the one that was most applicable to my interests. Uh, Balky from Perfect Strangers or oh, yeah. Urkel from Family Matters? Jesus. Oh, God. Okay. Urkel from Family Matters. What was the other one? Uh, Balky from Perfect, Perfect Strangers. You know, cousin Balky from Mipos. Oh, I really don't know. Oh, Balky Bartokamus. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Did the Dance of Joy. Okay, I'm going to say Plus him, extra for that. Since Thorne, I knew the reference. I'm going to say <laughs> Don't you know who Steve Urkel is? <laughs> no, I knew so that. I know, you know what, I know it's just sort of broadly speaking, Mate, but that's just... Country living. Do you know what oh, I mean? yeah, This wasn't on Channel Ocho yeah. or whatever yeah. he got. He, he, was, he was breaking his virginity at eight years old and playing footy. Do you know what country kids do? <laughs> <laughs> we, I, yeah, we had two television channels growing up. I was... ABC. Oh, Prime and... Win. No, we had, Win. We, we had the ABC and the other one was called 5A. <laughs> RTS 5A, which stands for Riverland Television Station. And it was 5A. I thought it was more country, like it's Channel 5A. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't and know why they bar- had a five A. Why did five A even? D- anyway, uh, Steve Urkel charges more. Anyway, yeah, all right, I'll just stop. that's enough from my cameo hole. Uh, there we go. Uh, three Bob Skilton medals for Josh Kennedy. Oh, good on him. All right, let's get back. Is that, to is that just Kennedy Eagles or Swans? Yeah. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Oh no, he's back to it. <laughs> are you on Ask Jeeves? Yeah. What are you? <laughs> All right, uh, let's uh, let's get on to the next game. Uh, well done, the Sainers, by the way. Yep. We had Nick Del Santo on last week. I think perhaps they were inspired from our chat with Fox Footy's Nick Del Santo last week. I would week. say so, yeah. Um, the Suns and the Carlton Football Club. <laughs> Do you know how I know this was a terrible match? Because I didn't watch it. I, I had a gig, on a car, two gigs on Saturday night, but I was watching, I watched the third we're quarter all, on my phone. We're all busy, mate. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I, watched, so I watched the highlights on afl.com.au, which I often uh, do if I've not seen the whole game. Yeah. The fourth quarter highlights of Gold Coast v. Carlton included two behinds. <laughs> right, okay. That was it. You know you're struggling. <laughs> no, there was more, but like even, you just, usually it's goals or big marks or whatever, but they, two behinds. And I saw what? a highlight in about the third quarter, and one of the Suns players was kicking for goal. And just the booing that was raining down on him. Because you realise when you play for the Suns, there's usually more of the opposition fans. Because they go, because they all go, oh, let's all get together and have a weekend up at the Gold Coast. I know Geelong fans do that. They all head up there. It's midwinter. Why wouldn't you head up there and have a bit of fun? Usually a guaranteed win. Yeah, exactly. 
And so, and so you, they never really play at home. They've never got <laughs> no, that home no. ground advantage. And the Gold Coast is mostly made up of ex-Victorians who moved up there in the 90s and stuff. So it's Carlton fans who remember the, when they were good. Yeah. So they would have been a rabid blue supporting. Uh, yeah, there is a, a lot of that up the Gold Coast. Yeah. Just, well, who, Barry, who follows AFL on the Gold Coast? Expats. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> and they're not giving it up. I saw an amazing story about the amount of failed... Any sporting team. In the Gold Coast? Like oh, it's a rugby league, basketball, <laughs> soccer. I, well, AFL yet to be determined, however. Well, the Brisbane Bears <laughs> did not do well. Are you sure? Mostly because they were called Brisbane, even though they were based on the Gold Coast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's such a Victorian thing. It's close enough. That's <laughs> good. It's all... Ah, Luke, yeah. Do you know oh, why the they couldn't... The Tigers, huh? <laughs> based out of the Gold Coast. Yeah. <laughs> do you know why they couldn't play at the Gabba straight away? Why? Because Gabba had a dog track. Did you know yeah. that? Oh, yeah, the Gabba, the Woolen Gabba, yeah, we had the dog track, which you used to see when the cricket was being played. Yeah, you would see the dog track around the outside. Of the you cricket. are kidding? Yeah, yeah. that's it's, hilarious. It's weird footage. Forty thousand people too to see some dogs. <laughs> <laughs> You've got to really love the punk. <laughs> you that many that's Brisbane. You've got to love the dish lickers. Uh, <laughs> but uh, good on the Blues for. Uh, yeah, let's. Get, I want to. I want to get on to Collingwood being terrible. Uh, and Carlton currently seventh on the ladder. That's good. That that has them. That's inside the eight. Just in case you're confused <laughs> by the maths there. Uh, so uh, good on Carlton and the Gold Coast Suns are currently. Uh, well, Hawthorne are actually equal twelfth as are the Gold Coast Suns. <laughs> there we go. There we go. <laughs> anyway, I'm happy down there with our shoot percentage. But we currently get the number two draft pick. Uh, all right. Next up. Next up. Pies versus GWS. This was. A generationally disastrous match for Collingwood. This is this is going to destroy their club for years to come. How this match, you found that so delicious to say. I did. It? I've got a, my nipples are erect. <laughs> <laughs> uh, why do you say that? Why do I say that? Because yeah, I think you got to go into that lucky shower of yours just for a couple of minutes. <laughs> Because I saw a lot of posts on, because this was a match uh, week after Easter, school holidays, a lot of people on social media was, were posting up, this is my kid's first game. I'm taking my kids to see Collingwood because they thought Giants, easy match, school holidays, right, yes. this is going to be good. Yes. It was, I saw one of the dads from school at Coles uh, yesterday, day after, I went, oh yeah, how'd your little one go at the footy? Go, yeah, we had to leave at halftime. We were, uh, it was so cold and we were so terrible that we all packed up and left. And so I texted a few other like schoolmates who posted the same thing. They all left or the kids were crying and the kids said, I don't like footy anymore, dad. There's oh, so many no. angry people around. This oh. is going to be so long-term bad for Collingwood. Were they buying GWS merch on their way out of the ground? Uh, they bought some twisties, so that's, that's orange. Uh, dis- well, it is a disaster. And maybe, you know, Nathan Buckley, how nervous is he right now? Yeah. I mean, we've been trying to sack him for weeks. He's probably uh, – con- didn't he, did he do Dancing with the Stars? Will he be contacting the All-Stars show? Just go, can you get me in? I might be available for the last week. Did he do Dancing with the Stars? I don't know. I might have made that up. Oh, I'd like to see him pop up on one time and Tanya pop up as well. I would feel like he'd be good on Dancing with the Stars now with his new kind of new age speak. You know what I mean? After that dance, I don't know how my heart space felt about it. I don't know. <laughs> you know, he's got all the new age. Yeah, yeah. How are we going yeah. there? How's your heart and your head? Is it he's, lined up? He's really uh, open he, into his up. vulnerability these days. Absolutely. That's what I feel like. Man, yeah, he, he Toby did. Green, though, he played a blinder that game. Toby Green. Oh, it's so good. Come and play some good footy when he wants to. Yeah. Uh, yes, apparently, according to IMDb, Nathan Buckley has done Dance with the Stars. He you has. Go. You heard it here first. Right. <laughs> it's all the good stuff. Oh, can I tell you I'll an tell you amazing stuff? When it comes to fact-checking, this podcast is on fire. Isn't it just? I didn't realise this is what it would be like. Well, we used to be on the ABC, so you had to just, absolutely yeah, be sure. correct. Otherwise, Sky News would be on you. Just yeah. what are you doing? They came to play. Here's, how's this for a stat? We're this is about- like NASA. I'm not going to lie. This is just research of plenty. Damn straight. Yeah. Uh, AFLW, um, yes. by the way, we should preview the grand final of that. Milestone goals in AFLW history. Number one, kicked on the 3rd of Feb, 2017. Number 1,000, kicked on the 15th of Feb, 2020. Number 2,000, kicked on 3rd of April, 2021. All kicked oh. by Jasmine Garner. Wow. Same really? player. Goal one, goal 1,000, goal 2,000. That's from Swamp. 
You sure it was oh, goal one? I thought Darcy Vessio was goal one. Well, I'm obviously way off. And I'm not going to research it there. I'm there. the one that's fucking <laughs> the trend on this podcast. <laughs> I'm not one of these losers who's going to start Googling. You're in a pod. Talk about you don't want to do retro round. <laughs> I'm throwing stuff out that I've done no research on. I reckon that sounds right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I reckon that was played at Ballarat, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. <laughs> done. Nah, that'd hold 20,000. <laughs> so the Crows beat the Ds uh, pretty easily. Easily in the end, it was a bit of a disappointing uh, match in the first uh, prelim. But the second one, Lions v Magpies. Magpies were up and about, and then the Lions got ahead. Apparently, what they did is at the MCG before the men's game, they were showing the women's game on the big screen because oh, yeah. it was a Collingwood match. Oh yeah, and the and all the Magpies fans were you know cheering at the screens, getting into it, and then Brisbane won despite <laughs> Collingwood getting the last goal of the game. <laughs> and the MCG played the Lions song. <laughs> Cool. Which I love. There's awesome. no Lions fans there. No wonder these kids want out. Yeah. <laughs> just seeing. They have been. Both what a baptism of fire for these poor kids at the G. Yeah. I was going to say, it, it feels like all over again, the 1989 grand final for me, where I remember Geelong was in the seconds. I think we're in the, at the time, it was like under 19s. Yeah. And yeah. We, lost, we lost everyone. Reserves, oh. under 19s, oh, and really? the granny. Yeah, the whole day. So, oh, oh, good. And a good. painful loss in yeah. the granny as well. Were you there? Like, no, I'll stick around for this. I reckon they could do it. Oh, no. It's been so long and so hurtful. <laughs> were you there at, at the. No. No, okay. no, we weren't. Um, uh, no, my dad did, definitely didn't have the pull to get anything out of the MCG <laughs> or whatever. Um, but still, still hurt. I'm not going to lie. Still hurt. Fair enough. Um, Giants won by five goals in the end. Uh, so a uh, massive win and an important one for GWS because they were uh, would have been down the bottom with North Melbourne. And finally, Ste- stealing our number two draft pick on AFLW. <laughs> who's your tip for the granny? Uh, who, Crow, uh, Crows v Lions at Adelaide Oval. Not even. No, I'm going to go for the Lions so they can make amends for the 2017. Um, but um, yeah, I'm just just on that alone. Yeah, fair enough. That's the only reason I still remember it. watching that first grand final, and, and I remember Brisbane being denied a free kick and not call uh, in the dying second. So they've got right to be angry. Uh, I think the Crows would do it easily. Who tipped Danny out of the two of us? Because mm. we did we do our tips for AFLW. Who yep. got two and who got none? Uh, no, you, I got one and you got two. <laughs> oh, did you tip one with me? Did yeah, you I tipped the Crows. Yeah, oh, yeah, you tipped the Crows. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez, your research has been lagging today, Lane. So I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Terrible. I mean, anything you can't Google, like his short-term <laughs> <Yeah>. memory... <laughs> it's been a big weekend, guys. Yeah, I was going to say, someone, someone will say when Comedy Festival's on, Lima likes to drink. <laughs> Uh, the old brains uh, <laughs> spent a bit of time on the barbecue. Not the, gla- not the glass barbecue, by the way, in case people, in case people thought I was referencing that. Jesus. In fairness, you do do breakfast radio as well. I, do I know how much that radio. numbs your brain and you've got a, a couple of morsels left to talk about whatever pop star you don't give a shit about. <laughs> or whichever maths contestant oh, you oh, hope finds love. Oh, who's on Cameo for $2.50. <laughs> Etc. Etc. Uh, We're right, about to preview Kangaroos Crows. I think Lemo's going to tell us how well Andrew McLeod played. <laughs> <laughs> Wayne Carey was quiet. He didn't seem. <laughs> no, you heard him a lot. It's like he was commentating, <laughs> and he played for both teams. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, the uh, I really thought, I thought North Melbourne were actually a chance here for a little while. Oh, I was yeah. barracking hard for North Melbourne. Well, it was about the third, and they were yeah. still in it, and then oh no, ah uh, yes, it was that's just right, all over in a in a hurry, really. Yeah, Good Lord, it was. Uh, so, are the Crows bad? I mean, they almost lost to North Melbourne, but they. I mean, they, everyone tipped them to go back to back with the. Um, I'm going to say the Crows are good points. purely on the basis that they're nowhere near as bad as people thought they were going to be. Right, oh, it's low bar. Loads of people said they're not going to win a game this year. Yeah, which is weird. They won three last year. They beat us in that first round, and it was we played so badly. Yeah, it was so bad. I mean, you look at so look at the top five. Not many people would have predicted at the start of the year to be Bulldogs, Melbourne, Sydney, Port, Crows. No, I tipped that. That's that's, that's exactly in line with what I was suggesting. Except for Danny McGinley, no one tipped that. <laughs> if my shower has told me anything. Uh, <laughs> and Tex, Tex Walker still kicking goals. Yeah, leading the Bra- the Coleman. Yep. Yeah. You know what? He could be leading the Brownlow as well. Could be. That's true. Yeah. Actually, wouldn't surprise me if he was. Oh, the Josh Kennedy Award. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what's it? What is it? The Josh Kennedy Medal? The Josh Kennedy Medal, but we're not sure if it be played for the Swans or the, the Eagles. It goes. The Josh Kennedy Medal goes to the Brownlow Medalist. Wouldn't you just give the Brownlow Medalist the Brownlow? <laughs> no, 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 no. no, no I think this, so. This gag's worth going on with. <laughs> 
I got it covered, guys. Anything else you need to know? <laughs> remaining games. <laughs> so, Do you know who else won the NFL MVP? Who was it, Lane? Who was it? Uh, let's go to the Geelong Melbourne uh, game. Uh, Thorno, uh, did you watch this and where did you watch it? Weirdly, yesterday, uh, my lovely partner had to work all day on a Sunday. Why wouldn't you? And um, I took the kids down to Geelong to be at my mum's house. So we like flicked it on. Right. And my daughters, four and two, and they are just getting into it, just getting into it. Will, how long will Freddie sit there, the four year old, sit there and watch footy for? Yeah. I've realised maybe a quarter. Like, I've actually only played her last quarters recently, which was against you guys, and we won, and it was like, hey, Yeah, right, this? yeah. But now they really gave – watching a full game, they both both distinctly gave up. <laughs> but when but when she's watching that quarter, is she into it? And is she, like, go-catters? I think she's into it because Dad's into it. Yeah, Like, right. she keeps going, did we win? I'm like, we got a goal. So we won. Oh, did, uh, ah. That's the same <laughs> as – yeah, I'm like that with Lad. He's – I just can't convince him to hang around. That's like all right. That, that's attention that, span. That's normal. The Hawthorne Geelong game, he's four as well. He just went off and just doing, started doing some colouring in. Yeah. <laughs> it's different part thing. of the house. It's like, and I'm like, when we were getting close against you guys, I'm like, lad, a miracle is unfolding. You've got to get into this. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, whatever, Dad. I'm colouring in Iron Man. But does okay. he get a bit, because Freddie does go, you're too ex- like Oh, I get that all the time. Yell, like you haven't yelled before. Yes. I deliberately calm myself down, because I know it would freak him out if oh. I was normal me. I made <laughs> my son cry. For other people. <laughs> I made my son cry when Tom, Tom Liberatore kicked the winner against you in, in against Hawthorne in 2019. Because oh, <laughs> I, I was sitting there all sullen, because you guys had been ahead by six goals. And then he suddenly put us in front, and I went, <laughs> You're too loud, Dad. Yeah. I have a, a friend of mine was this is years ago now when his kids were like eight and ten or something. He his team was beaten and and it was a really close game and they should have won. He and he'd been recording the game on a VHS tape. Yeah. And he ejected the tape, took the VHS tape out, went out into his backyard and just smashed it against a brick in the backyard until the tape broke in half and all the, you know, the reel of tape was fluttering out of the... <laughs> it's such a lovely thing. You know, for a guy to go, I'm going to have to break something. Yeah. And he even had... He was furiously but measured enough to be like, yep, that's the a hole in the wall, it's on the TV, gone. That is an $8 VHS. Yes, from an IGA that is going to cop it. And you know there's an irrational part of his brain that's going, maybe this does erase history. <laughs> Absolutely. And he said the kids are watching it and they're going, are you okay, Dad? Yep, uh, fine. And he said what made it worse is that for the next 12 months, occasionally one of the kids would find a little bit of tape in the backyard. <laughs> I found a bit more tape, Dad. Look, hold it up to the light. Look, you can see when your heart breaks. <laughs> <laughs> just another reminder. And his partner's just let him be. Let him <laughs> be. Leave him alone. Leave him alone. That's what happens. <laughs> You'll see plenty more of this. Yeah. So Bailey Fritch was pretty well, good for Melbourne. Well, look. Oh, mate. Bailey. That is one of the highest haircuts I've ever seen. He yeah. doesn't look right. Like, he's yeah, got yeah. such a high hair. He played a great game. A bit. He looks like Guile from Street Fighter 2. Yes, it does. <laughs> it really annoys me. Just look, while we're doing references, Limo doesn't understand. Yes, what? Okay. Street Fighter what? Yeah. <laughs> um, See no Belky? What's going on here? I, a couple of things, because the only victory you get is watching, uh, despite the fact that Melbourne won, the stupid things that they did do. When Clayton Oliver, as uh, the halftime siren goes, he got a 50-metre penalty, and he was just like where the – like he's still in the centre square, and it was basically almost halfway, and he put it into a torp. Like Malcolm Blight style, uh, yeah. like I could make. Of course, this. he has to, and it was disgusting. Like it dribbled <laughs> off his foot and went fifteen meters. <laughs> drop punt would have been better. And you're like, no, good on you, mate. Nothing worse than when a talk doesn't work. Yeah. Very awkward. I mean, to, in fairness, we're going over. Like you could see him laughing and going, "Yeah, what was I even thinking?" But it was pretty funny. Uh, is Fritch the new Schwartz? Is it, were the commentators saying that at all? French, yeah, Fritch. Oh, Bailey, oh, Bailey sorry, Fritch. Sure, yeah, Fritch isn't the new Schwartz. He is the new Schwartz. No. He played a good game. Hey, he played hey. a very good game. He has one vowel and five consonants in his name. Okay. No, actually, so you, make, new you, you make a good point. Thank you. <laughs> Man, um, you know what? Tommy Hawkins played a very good game. I just reckon 
I think he's always had a crook back. And when he doesn't have that, you actually can see when he can turn and move when he wants to. You're like, yeah. oh, yeah, you're extremely good. He hobbled a lot. Um, I heard uh, some actual expert uh, people speaking on the radio on uh, Grandstand or one, one of those pre-show things. They were very bullish about the Cats saying, I think they are not not tanking, but definitely just having a very deliberate soft start, start to the season because they have such an old list. So they're going to fire up at the right time. So don't panic yet, Forno. I mean, look, if you think about it, so yeah, Ablett and Taylor retired. Um, and then now Henry's in our front line because Jeremy Cameron's not here. So he's the yeah. second option. When's he coming? Yeah, good question. Thank you. Very good question. As I said, I'm not doing research on this pod. So I, I'm just going to leave it as a good question. I'm pretty sure he's back in 12. <laughs> Twelve. This is what happens when you round, leave the laptop alone. Round twelve or twelve weeks, Lee, mate. Oh, round twelve. Round twelve weeks. <laughs> Jesus, yeah. we have we have one like week with a fox footy expert on here, and we just drop the ball. <laughs> yeah. oh, no, we don't need to research. We totally fall apart. But yeah, hey, um, mate, I was uh, on a couple of Hawthorne WhatsApp groups that I'm in. People were arcing up about Isaac Smith. Now, is it just because did he kick a really important goal at some point? Yeah. Yesterday. So they were getting annoyed that I think he was playing well. Yeah, he played. He, like, you know, now you know what it feels like. I've been annoyed at him for playing well for years, Lemo. Yeah. Hey, is hey. it. Now, this is a thing. I remember growing up, it was always raking left foot. You know, it was yeah. always just yeah, like yeah. like Scott Lucas, which is, uh, you yeah, know, yeah. market 55 out and be like, roost. And just say, you're great. It's always preferred left now, isn't it? Like the commentators love a bit of on his, on his preferred, oh, he's preferred left. left. I just want to point out to you that I know he's a left footer. Do they ever <laughs> say on their preferred right? No, never say preferred right. Is there? Oh, well, very rarely. I don't think I've heard it. No. I don't the think preferred I've left pre- is always. Pre- isn't it weird when you, you find adjectives annoying? Do you know, I watch a bit of nature documentaries. I would love for someone to come up with another description of teeth p- apart from razor sharp. There is nothing oh. <laughs> else. There is never any. These are good incisive teeth. <laughs> these are good chewing teeth. It's just these, razor these, sharp. These teeth are blunt as. <laughs> Does anyone have blunt teeth? Just, is there an animal with blunt teeth? Yeah, yeah, a bogan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Meth head. <laughs> just can't see David Attenborough like, this animal is f- Look at that. What is that? Barely, barely three of them in his skull. <laughs> This one's done a lot of grinding over the years. <laughs> the spiders here scratching are not there. <laughs> um, all right, we yeah, got we got to wrap Isaac up. Isaac Smith, yes, well, he's, he did all right. He, he done did, all right. He did and all right, yeah. I would like to while I'm, while I'm still um, heaping praise on Hawkins, an unbelievably great goal towards the end of the game, and it was kind of out of our reach by then. And the commentators didn't give it as much as it was worth. Oh, really? Because it's just him. Defender's on his back, ball comes in, and he just hits it off his hands. So, like, because it was wet as well, he knew, I'm not going to mark this because it was too much and of a contested he, And he mark. sort of kicked it, it in midair. And then turns around in midair and bang, kicks it in. That and, was amazing. And I saw that one. were like, because, oh, you know, by then we were 20-something down. Yeah. And it was a bit like, oh. But I was like, you know what? Because what makes a good goal is also what the commentator does. Yeah. Uh, yeah you know, yeah. that's the one where they're like, oh, God, boys! <laughs> and you know it's going to be great for the replays. And they just went, oh, yeah. And you're like, so that was Channel yeah, 7 commentating yesterday. Yeah, I watched Channel 7. I wasn't watching Fox footy. No, well, they used the same commentators, the same feet. So, oh, it's the same so feet. So who yeah. was it? Name it. Anthony Hudson wouldn't have let that happen. Yeah, actually, who was commentating? I tried to block it out. I think... <laughs> Was, it's hard when you got <laughs> Bristles was doing it. When you got four and two year old, there's a lot of I remember just my son for like the entire two thousand eighteen season, he'd sit next to me live commentating his dot to dot. So I never heard commentary. <laughs> well there right. was there was that. My mum was actually my mum's a very competitive woman and she actually she she was actually <laughs> this sounds like this sounds extremely sexist. She was in the kitchen cooking. However, she said, "I have to go do this because I can't keep watching this. <laughs> I can't do that." <laughs> and it was in and out, and there was that, and the girls were running everywhere. You're right. I was in and out yeah. the whole game. Um, and I know uh, Tom Hawkins is a very, very skilled footballer because, in addition to that, he also elbowed Stephen May in the eye and made it look like an accident, <laughs> which was incredible. <laughs> it, it was an accident. I will not stand by that. I mean, he's God. You know, footy players. You meet him in real life. Like the three of us, we're you know, we're not short dudes. And then you meet these guys. I remember seeing Tom Hawkins at a function. Was like, you are massive. Yeah. He is a he is a massive unit. So like, yeah, that, that 
just that arm, because yeah, Mays grabs his goons. He's trying to, so he was just trying to balance himself. But that, imagine that forearm just. But wow. I mean that that deliberate elbow when it came around <laughs> wasn't. You're a real piece of work. <laughs> that hundred percent premeditated elbow to the face. You delivered to me. See, no research again. No research. <laughs> that's the that's my best research bit of this show. <laughs> the claret across May's face though it was a real. Bl- oh, oh, this doesn't claret. look good. I haven't heard claret for yeah. about a decade. That's a good <laughs> old claret. school JB reference. Yeah. The old. Claret. Oh, he's got some claret on the boss. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oozing out the noggin. Yeah. <laughs> That's good gear. Oh. Let, now, right, now, we're gonna that, do, now that'd be the preferred um, blood dropping over his eye. <laughs> the, oh, from his preferred O positive. <laughs> <laughs> Tom Hawkins has put the scar pressure on his face. <laughs> Who's having uh, claret these days? The old Shiraz. There it is. Shiraz. Shiraz is a good one. Unfortunately, we've uh, run out of time. So ah, wrap it up hang here. on. Hang on. <laughs> Thank you, Thorne. Um, I'll do my notes about Frio versus Hawthorne. Okay, here we go. Was there a game? There was. Well, this I'd is, forgotten about that. This is what I've got written down. Um, Jada Wyman should definitely be the Matildas goalkeeper. She kept Melbourne victory out of that game for so long. They were just peppering the attack, and she is yeah. such a star in the making. Sydney now, FC you, should pay her everything. What are you so, talking about? I was watching the W League Grand Final because it was a way better game oh. than Frio Hawthorne. <laughs> and it was an amazing game, by the way. You've got to watch uh, Kyra Cooney Cross's winning goal in injury time of extra time. She, scored, she t- takes the corner, and it goes in for a goal. Like, no one heads it in. She scores it from the... That is, it's that is really impressive. awesome. That yeah. is impressive. Right, well, we have definitely run out of time <laughs> now. Uh, yeah, no, the Hawthorne-Friho game, it was just a pretty insipid affair. But here's my question for you. Has a good game ever been played at 4.40 on a Sunday afternoon? <laughs> yes. Ever? Yes, Geelong, St Kilda, 2009, when they were both undefeated. Okay, so you've got to go back to... Oh, that 12. was an afternoon game. Yeah. Wasn't that odd? What was that? I think so they moved it so it would be on... Seven rather than five. And that's massive. And it was round 11 or something, wasn't yeah. it? They'd won 10 games that each. Was, that was yeah. a cracking. Yeah, that was the first time you'd gotten that late into the yeah. season, two teams undefeated. That yeah. was, and it was a cracking game. Saints won, I believe. Just. Gardner yeah. game. Um, but, uh, <laughs> you know, when you have a crap game, you're just looking at everything else. And yeah. I was looking at that Perth Stadium. The kind of, they've got the barbed wire just on around the fence as well. Have you noticed that? Oh like, no! Because they've got the fence, and then they've got this like wire behind it, kind of like okay. kind of like 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 soccer hooligans. It's just behind the wire. <laughs> they've set it all up like that. Which at least they're admitting the rabid people that live there. Yeah, yeah, that's, a, that's the kind of people you can expect if you walk inside. These are the types of people you're going to find. Um, yeah, it was a. Not an inspiring game of football, I gotta say. Yeah, and we just Hawthorne just looked a bit average. Yeah, we had there was a number two pick, mate. Could go for number one to be honest. There was, but I'm very working. happy with that thought. Why do you wear your clash jumper? It's not like you clash with the purple of Frio. Waleed Ali asked me the same question. Oh, and did I would, he? Did he I'll, really? I'll re, I'll so read Des, Archbishop Desmond Tutu texted it to me. I'll, I'll read you our conversation. <laughs> oh, here we go. All right. Oh, someone's oh, got God. his number. This is a, so oh, how Waleed talking to Lemo. I'm just imagining Pinky in the brain. <laughs> <laughs> Again, another, another TV reference I don't get. <laughs> While he's doing all these, rep, you know, going, oh, what do you think they're going on the inside? Lemo's just responding with, no. <laughs> well, that's pretty much what it was here. Yeah, uh, <laughs> okay, this is funny. In the context of the fact checking, right? He goes, he says to me, why are you guys wearing this jumper? And I said, I actually don't mind it as an away strip. Uh, but I think it's our jumper from the 1950s-ish, <laughs> Ron. And I said, I found our performance way more offensive. That's good gear. To which he says, but why have an away strip for that game? It's not like there's a clash. Uh, see, there's a hard-hitting journalism that gets you a logie. Yeah, I said, yeah. Stop with all the waffle, yeah? I'm <laughs> trying to take up space. I said, <laughs> said, I'm pretty sure it's about the merch. And he goes, how many Hawthorne fans want jumpers that have never won a flag? Oh, <laughs> oh. There's not many of them. <laughs> and I said, oh, I suspect some people at the club had the same conversation. Uh, but yeah, it was a bit of a mystery. We've got to get Waleed on. But I like the idea of just having an away strip that you... Um, it's just always away. That you wear whenever you play an away game. Yeah, Makes it's not sense. bad. And then you have your... Um, the home strip, the home well. strip as well, like they do in the you know in a lot of soccer competitions yeah. around the world. Uh, yeah, but it's getting to a point now, and this is across the board in sport, where you're like, all right, I know you're trying to sell more merch. I get it, 
Yeah. Every colour palette that you can decide and pull out of your ass. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, hey, hey, hey. Start, AFL's not bad at it. Other sport, American sports are horrific. EPL is just now just going, I don't know, what do you reckon? Purple and brown now? <laughs> the NBA, I NBA's can't tell which terrific. teams are playing. Nah. Like, you, you and I oh, are both yeah, Knicks fans, yeah, and I was looking at them on, on Twitter because I follow them, and it's like, the city that never sleeps. And I, oh, yeah, that's us. Okay. Yeah. Oh, mate. Yeah. Everyone's trying to pull off some new. Oh, yeah. It's terrible. Terrible. But that would be. Again, merch. It's oh, just about yeah, totally. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, ticket sales. So, uh, yeah, the Hawks, uh, we just need to move one more spot down the ladder to get that number one pick. So, that's what we're gunning for this year. Hey, um, Thorno, are you doing any more comedy festival or are you done? Classic Hawks support. It's just we're the best at being the worst. We yeah. can do it. We've got to be the best at something. <laughs> uh, no, comedy festival is finished up, but of course, still doing gigs around. Uh, follow me on Dave underscore Thorno on all the socials, Instagrams. You're doing Sydney Twitter. Comedy Festival? Or uh, actually, very good point. Thank you. Um, May 1st, I'll be <gasps> heading up there. Yeah. Just, what time's your show? I'm on May 1st. Are you? At the Enmore Theatre. Oh, I'm on at uh, the Comedy Store. At what time? Mate, very good question. Thank you. um, (laughs) People could do the double header. Yeah, that's exactly right. Go see Thorno at the Comedy Store. It's only a quick Uber over to Enmore. I'm on at 9.30, so. Oh, yeah, I think I'll be on earlier than you. I think off memory it might be like 7, 7 7.30. Perfect. Perfect. Do the double header. That's exactly right. Sydney, we love you. Yeah, so come on down, guys. And one night only, so. Yeah, yeah, me too. It's weird. Don't miss that. That's our two one-night only. Dave Thornton, Danny McGinley, double them up. And uh, extra for our Patreons, uh, uh, you can, if you pay enough, you can give us a lift to the airport together. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) There we go. All right. (laughs) Uh, Keep us posted on the socials if you want to give uh, Dave or Danny a lift to the airport. And come to our live pod at the Comics Lounge uh, Sunday, 25th of April. April. Indeed. Uh, Thank you, Thorno. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Danny. Go, dogs. Go, Hawks.